Hey, what is good? It's me, your friendly neighborhood nerd, the Bobo, and welcome back to Bobo's Blog. And of course, if this is your first time tuning in, I want to thank you for joining us on this block party that we have every time I step behind the mic. And if this is your 28th, 36th, 64th time, what up, dog? It is good to see you again, and I want to thank you for kicking it with me for the one time. Of course, you guys know that I <laughs> I am back in the studio, as you can see and as you can hear. And I want to firstly start off by saying that this podcast is solely sponsored by my Patreon. Patreon is the place where you can do the most good and best help for Bobo's Block and Wonderground Media. It is my bread and butter. It's how I get paid. Um, basically, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash Bobo. That's Patreon dot com forward slash b-o-b-b-o and you can give a monetary donation of whatever your amount is it starts from like a dollar all the way up to three thousand dollars and if you have put three thousand ducats into my bucket you have now become an investor in wonderground media and bobo's block and i want to thank you because god you didn't have to do it oh my god you didn't have to do it please don't do it i beg of you but if you do you definitely have front row seat to every gosh darn thing that I have to offer. And definitely will be having some things whew, uh, coming down the pipeline. Um, I know I always say that, but again, it's coming. <laughs> so let's go ahead and kick off the show with, of course, the update. Um, <laughs> oh, got a bit of a cough still. I hate it. Um. I have been doing a lot. Oh, my God. So, um, if you did not catch it um, when it was live, I did Comic-Con, Central Florida Comic-Con down in Lakeland, Florida. And I've also been wrestling a lot. Um, So, let's firstly, like I said, I know I did not post the episode last week, but I had it like on on YouTube. It's on my um, Facebook. It's on my personal facebook and it's also on i want to say i don't think it was on twitch but yeah i think it was like youtube and facebook and i posted a couple other places or so and i posted like on twitter and everything like that um but yeah that was last week's episode um bobo's block live at comic con um at central florida comic con I'll, i'll put it into the feed you should be getting two episodes this week the one from last week and this one this week um, but yeah, that was a blasty blast, man. Like I, I thoroughly enjoyed having people come out and watch me do a podcast live. I, I really am taken aback by people actually being interested in hearing me talk. So you're here now, aren't you? So of course there's somebody out there listening. Thank you guys again for all the love, support, the encouragement. Um, again, after that, I went down to EGCW and we had, um, a big brawl down there between us, the Atomic Formula, the Taylor Brothers. Um, like I said, there were a couple other tag teams involved as well. But yeah, that was a great debut. Um, you guys can see pics and everything up of it on my socials and things of that nature. So definitely go check that out. And this weekend, um, this past weekend, I actually was down in Orlando for two days straight. Two days. Um, I wrestled in the Dojo Rumble um, at pro wrestling visions this weekend and i won i am a two-time dojo rumble winner i am dominated everybody in the in the dojo rumble of course there, there were a couple people before me but like i i am the ultimate victor and i'll be taking on 
the winner from yesterday, or sorry, from Saturday's event, um, the the Golden Rod Rec Center. Um, the, like we had another event that next day, and it was. Whew, uh, we took on Atomic Formula, and it definitely was not the best moment or so. I got hit in the head with a pipe. It's fine. I have a thick head. It's cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we um. We didn't come out on top on that match to win the Florida Tag Team Championships. We'll we'll definitely be getting those back in our graphs very soon. Um, but I have a match coming up on the 13th of February at the dojo. And, again, I'll be taking on the winner. That was Dion, Dion James. He will be putting his Florida heavyweight title up on the line against me. And, definitely, people were saying from yesterday, they need a rematch. They need a rematch. They ain't going to be no rematch because whoever – gets the next title shot is going to be facing me. That's right, me, the Bold City Beast, Bobby Ledger. But before that, on the 13th, I have another match on the 12th of February. That is at LCCW. We will be down there in LCCW. Me and Cam will be taking on whoever they choose to put up put up against us, and we will be taking down every single opponent because, you know, this is our year. Like, this is our year. We are coming for somebody's title. No, not even something. We're coming for everybody's title. So definitely be on the lookout for us. Um, LCCW on the 12th and Team Vision's Dojo on the um, – I'm sorry, Team Vision's Dojo Pro Wrestling Vision on the 13th. And, um, yeah, I, I think I, if I have anything else coming up before that, oh, I also have something else on the 12th. Again, I'm super busy this year. Definitely be on the lookout for me a little bit of everywhere. On the 12th in Jacksonville, I will be at the Cosplay Kickback here. Um, you guys will see more information and details put up on my social media. Coming up this week, I will definitely be push, 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 pushing that because it's, it's a nerdy and geeky, a black nerdy and geek event specifically for our community. I will be hopefully doing a cosplay that I've been putting together for a little bit, so be on the lookout for that. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. The cosplay kickback there. I'm going to be a special guest there. You guys can come um, enjoy some poetry, enjoy some dope time, some, some good music, some, like I said, some amazing cosplays. And we'll be in the full swing of 28 Days of Black Cosplay. So you guys definitely come out and support if you're in the Jacksonville area. We will be doing the goddamn thing. Again, I am a little bit of everywhere. Please don't miss me when I'm out and about, okay? <sighs> um... I'm trying to think. Oh, is that it for the update? I think I think that's about yeah, I've crammed you guys enough with enough of my my dates that I have upcoming and stuff. So definitely, you know, um we will be we'll be doing a lot of this stuff, like I said, together as a family. So I can't wait to see you guys when we get out and about and all that good stuff. So of course, you know, now that we've gotten through the update, we can go ahead and go into the friend of the pod. Of the week, 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 week. Um, the friend of the pot of the week is someone very special to me. Of course, it is none other than your favorite librarian. I have a big fan of Forrest, your favorite librarian. She is a intellectual powerhouse. Like she is truly a a a lexicon of literary proportions like she has a book for every single mood every single vibe she has a book for every single day you guys definitely need to check her out on her instagram check her out on her twitters but of course 
check her out on her podcast. That's where Forrest gets very in-depth and she gets into the, the, I wouldn't say like the weeds, but she gets into a lot of the things that you want to hear from her about because she's a really dope um, intellectual and I enjoy really talking to her and I said just kind of listening under her like under her learning tree because she's a dope she's a dope influencer she's a, an amazing librarian to begin with and like I said she has something for everybody if you're not a literary fan she is a amazing audiophile and she has playlist upon playlist upon playlist to come like I said to kind of like put you in the mood for any little thing so yeah I definitely um I implore you to go ahead and check out one of my favorite librarians, and she should be your favorite librarian, Forrest. I'll leave the description down in the below. You guys can definitely um, check that out for yourself as well, okay? So um, that is it for the update and for the friend of the pot of the week. Now, of course, let's get into Around the Net. And ATN this week is definitely up my alley for a lot of the a lot of the things that we get into, the comic books and the, the, the movies and TV shows. So let's go ahead and start it off. Um ATN is gonna start off with a little bit of Batgirl. Ooh. Right. So the um HBO Max series or I think it's gonna be a movie. I can't I don't know which one yet. But they have released our first images of behind the scenes Batgirl. And it's dope. Like it's it's amazing. The suit looks so good. There have been people who've been griping about her suit and they're like, oh, it looks so homemade and God, I don't know, I don't like it. Like, shut up, because this is literally one of the best comic book accurate Batgirl suits that I've seen. This is the modern take of the Batgirl with the twinge of the old school Batgirl from the from the Adam West era, because that's kind of what the new Batgirl suit pays homage to as well. Um, and it looks like something that a, a teenager or whoever old Barbara would be would make in her spare time just trying to be Batman. Like, I'm excited to see where they go with this. And another big, big announcement that they just made recently is that we've gotten a new casting. So for Batgirl, there is officially going to have the first portrayal of the first trans character in DC comic books. The actress Ivy Ivory Aquino will be playing the character Elisa Yo. And <laughs> sorry, sorry, I was trying to read that off on there. But yeah, Ivory Ivory Aquino will be playing Elisa Yo. So that is gonna be something pretty big, honestly, because again, you're having these portrayals and this this dope set of representation of people of different backgrounds and creeds and so in in the bat family especially with the bat girl um comics now are very very good very well written so yeah so um of course leslie grace is going to be pay playing the titular character of barbara gordon or aka bat girl and akino and yo are both transgender um, marking the first time in a live-action feature film that an adaptation of DC Comics will feature an openly trans character. Yo first appeared in the ish 2011 issue of Batgirl, written by Gail Simone and penciled by Adrian Saff. 
News of Aquino's casting first leaked online mid-January after Grace posted a photo seemingly from the set of the film to her Instagram story. Tagged Aquino in it and captioned it, the shot of two women crossing the street with Barbara and Elisa. So this is very dope news. I honestly am very happy to see stuff like this. Um, and to cast an actual transgender actress is a great move as well. Because again, you you want to have accurate portrayal of these characters and accurate portrayal of people in this life, like I said, in their lifestyles or so. Like I said, because being a a straight hetero, like a straight cis heteronormative like person, but playing a, a transgender character, you probably can do the role, but like you wouldn't do the role actual justice. You wouldn't give the proper representation that's needed. So for them to actually take the time out and do the casting right is a big kudos to DC, big kudos to Warner Brothers. Very happy to see that they're putting forth a fucking effort. So yeah, dope shit. Um, those are the two big things that are coming out of Batgirl. So, um, moving forward in the docket, we actually got, well, we were, we were told it was coming out, um, last episode. I remember I said there was going to be a Moon Knight trailer on a Monday and yeah, it, it came out on that Monday and that Moon Knight trailer looks amazing. Um, I was one person who was very skeptical about the suit when we got test footage leaked to us. When that test footage came out, I said it looked like a mummy. I didn't like it. I still don't like the suit kind of sort of, but of course there's more than this, the suit that pulls me to the show. But I'm excited for Moon Knight because it is getting into the 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 good parts of what we wanted it to cover. And I'm I'm definitely going to be tuning in to Moon Knight when it comes out on Disney Plus. Um I think we also got a release date. Let me go ahead and double check that release date. If it is there, March 30th. Yeah, it's this year. It's coming out March 30th. Moon Knight will be out, and you'll see the the three to four personalities of Mark Spector, and I cannot wait to see how they play this story out. So hopefully we'll be able to get something dope out of it, and we will be talking in depth about it like we did all the other Marvel shows. Um, I gave you guys, yeah, I gave you guys Hawkeye because it was it was that one I was going. But yeah, still, I talked about Hawkeye, <laughs> talked about all the shows, talked about Loki and all them. Yeah, yeah, I talked about it. <laughs> I even gave Loki like a couple of episodes. It's fine. Yeah, um, I'm excited to see how Oscar Isaac plays into the whole MCU narrative, and we also got a peek of something that was a little bit in the background, but also in the foreground. It, it's 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 a little bit. Of a, I don't, I don't want to say it's a spoiler because they've already said that he's getting a Halloween special. So Werewolf by Moon, uh, Werewolf by Night is going to be in, um, in Moon Knight, and that's going to be dope. Like it's very exciting. There are also a lot of other characters that are in Moon Knight that are going to be making their MCU debut. So we'll talk about one of them when we get a little bit further in the docket because there's some tragic news, but we will still be able to at least figure a few things out with Moon Knight. But I'm still super excited about Moon Knight, all right? Okay, so moving forward, in other television news, we are getting another Amazon Prime series that is going to probably shake up the the, the, the system, man. So I was not expecting this, but we are getting a Lord of the Rings series, like a, a whole like Game of Thrones type fantasy series, and it's called Rings of Power. It's 
just given us the name. We really don't know. Like we we got a bit of like oh, a bit of like backstory of it in the premiere of the name trailer or whatever. They talk about all the rings that were made that were given to the elves, the dwarves, the humans, the the, the orcs, like all the. There were more than just one ring to rule them all because that's why they made the one ring to rule them all because they had like nine rings of power out there or some shit yeah it will cover the second age of middle earth from the forging of the rings to the last alliance of elves and man so yeah so that's going to be really dope that's the that's the bare minimum that we got out of that okay so hopefully we get some more information that going forward um second story about this lord of the rings trailer it was it it was very moving, very cinematic, and everyone was like, "Oh my god!" They probably cost it a crap ton of money in CGI to make this trailer, and it wasn't CGI; it was actual like molten metal being poured into wood, and and like there was a few effects added here and there, but like legitimately, this was all practical footage practical filming that just that artist just kind of feels like it's lost and like you just put together a good trailer like you you put together something so beautiful that people think that it's not real but when you reveal the behind the scenes footage this was just great like this was just great cinematography that's all it was like ah oh, everything was real just great cinematography the last little bits of things that were kind of put together but yeah this, this, if you haven't gone to see it, go ahead and just check it out. And also, there's like uh, there's a behind the scene um footage of the making of the trailer on, like I said, on I want to say like most of social media. So yeah, so definitely you can find that as well and see how they made this rings power rings of power trailer. So yeah, I'm definitely excited to 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 see all of this, man. So it's dope. It's dope. So yeah, um, moving on in the docket, uh, keeping in the television news, HBO Max has released that we are getting a Godzilla and the MonsterVerse Apple TV, Apple Plus TV series. Sorry, I said HBO Max. <laughs> it's gonna be Apple Plus TV series of Godzilla and the MonsterVerse. Cause I said Godzilla, and I think I said HBO Max, cause that's who owns the rights to it, I believe, right now. Um, cause they were the ones who had. Godzilla versus Kong. So yeah, so I was excited to to see that we're getting more because I'm a huge Godzilla fan, and of course Godzilla is close to my nerdy heart. And like the old school, like rubber suit Godzilla, they're actually doing a full week marathon of all the Godzilla movies on Comet. If you have like YouTube TV or if you have subscription to Comet, they're doing a full week long marathon called Hella Godzilla. Definitely check that out. I watched a few Godzilla uh, movies today. Um, I think like the last one I watched was Son of Godzilla, which is a very adorable one. But I want to see what they pull, pull into this because are we going to get Gymantis? Are we going to get Ghidorah? Like, are we going to, I'm not Ghidorah, but Mecha Ghidorah? Are we going to get um, uh, Rodan? Are we going to, like, how are we doing this? Because again, if you guys remember after the first Godzilla movie, the monsters all spread out and went across the globe. We didn't get much of them in the second, our Godzilla versus Kong movie. We definitely will be probably getting more of them in this series. Cause like, if you know how Kaiju 
spread out across the world and how the the myth the mythos of these monsters kind of goes you'll you'll be excited to see these different landscapes and things like that kong has also gotten mid, um hollow earth opened up to us so we'll be getting monsters probably from hollow earth and like i said with those monsters from hollow earth we'll be able to like say, see a lot more things um from this monster verse i'm super excited about it because again this is my shit i am a kaiju like fanatic i am a cryptozoology like <laughs> i'm a cryptozoology nerd and i'm ex I, i'm I don't want to get to where like, oh no, I, I don't, I, <laughs> I don't have any kaiju to watch. So now I have a fuck ton of kaiju to watch. Super excited, super excited. All right, so moving forward in the docket. So this year is special for the Microsoft Surface Duo. They actually have um been struggling with this Surface Duo. They've put out two versions so far. Uh. They're, they've been very lackluster. I like talking tech news, so this is one of the tech things I like talking. Because, like, it, it was to be something to see because, like, Microsoft has never or jumped into the phone game a couple of times. The Windows phone was a bust. Um, and now they were trying something different, something new with a flip or a foldable device um, with the Microsoft Duo and the Microsoft Duo 2. Um they they were running their own propriety windows again another windows os but now they finally given it the ability to use the what's called the android 11 system so yeah this is reported by the verge so the update is finally rolling out for the microsoft duo at the beginning of this month um one of the Verge publishers um, made a, put out an article that is 2022 Surface Duo still doesn't have Android 11, pointing out that Microsoft hadn't brought Android 11 to the dual screen phone, despite having said in September it was working on delivery it by end of 2021. Finally changing, yeah, this that's finally changing now. Microsoft has begun to run roll out the Android 11 for unlocked Surface Duos in North America and Europe. So this is. Also brought to us by Nine to Five Google, so this is something that's very huge because again, the, the, Microsoft was put touting that this wasn't a phone, this was something more. But this is de definitely just a damn phone. It's just a a foldable phone. It's just a a newer, um, a newer concept of something that we've been trying to work on and perfect. And Microsoft pretty much had it kind of down. I don't know. It was one of the better foldables that came out when the original like. Galaxy Z Flip as Galaxy Z Fold came out. This was a better option than this Microsoft um, Surface Duo. I'm excited to see. I may, the price does still have to come down on it, but I, I want to see where they go with it. And if with it being supported by Android 11, it may be more functional and it may be more easy to actually recommend to someone. If someone who doesn't want like a phone phone, something more like a tablet or so route without getting the the foldable glass that's been prone to have issues and things of that nature. So yeah, hopefully we'll be able to figure out something and we get more information on this rollout of Android 11 onto Microsoft Surface Duo and they can keep it going with, like I said, getting up to date with Android 12 and all the other good stuff. So yeah, excited, excited, excited to hear that. Alrighty, doo -doo -doo. Um, let's go into some movie news. Um, so this is funny. This is movie news that I really don't care about, but I wanted to report it because I, I want to verbally and audibly say that I don't care. I don't. 
I don't care. Mission Impossible 7 and 8 have been pushed back to the year of 2023 and 2024. I don't care. I don't. I haven't watched Mission Impossible since I want to say Mission Impossible 4 or something like that or MI5. I don't care. Like, I don't want to see Tom Cruise in another Mission Impossible movie, let alone looks like they're working their way up to 10. Them and the Fast and the Furious really just could, they could just stop. I'm okay. I'm good. I, I had my fill. Um, with it being pushed back to 2023 and 2024, I'm okay with that. Like, I think. Mission Impossible 7 was the one where Tom Cruise got backlash for reprimanding the um, reprimanding the people who were on set or so because he was like, we're keeping the business alive. And nah, 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 nah. like, nobody gives a fuck, Tom. Nobody gives a fuck, bro. Like, you guys are in, you are out in a whole penny and you were just like filming a movie. And these people, of course, like it's bad that they wanted to, that they were like out and about unmasked and all that stuff, whatever. But the way that he like said berated them was not the way to get it get the point across. So yeah, I'm okay if this gets pushed back. I really don't have any intention on seeing Mission Impossible seven, eight, nine, ten, or whatever else they have coming out for it. It's kind of like Avatar two. I don't need it. You don't got to do it. I don't need it. We're good. Thank you. But no, thank you. Um, <laughs> so yeah. All right. So moving into the last couple things on the docket, this is very sad news. We we're getting a lot of sad news um, from the passing of like Betty White, passing of of um, a lot of other like people like Bob Saget, things of that nature. Like we've getting a lot of very uh, influential and iconic people passing. Um, Firstly, I want to say that people like Andre Leon Talley, who was editor and fashion industry force, he he unknowingly shaped a lot of like the shit that I like. I think because it's kind of like the it's like the um, Devil Wears Prada type deal. Like you think that you randomly picked this thing out or you you did this on your own or whatever, but you were sorely mistaken and you were definitely influenced by many of fashion icons and Andrew, Andre Leon Talley was one of them. This man had such a flair, such a damn swagger about him. He was every bit of the icon that people say that he was. He was a force. Of, he was walking black history and I Damn sure thank him for being here and being around. He passed away sadly this month, um, died at the age of 73. Another bi- a big influential um, person to me. Rocker, singer, Broadway, like, like, like uh, Meatloaf. Meatloaf was... <laughs> was every big guy's like dream. Like he got all the ladies, he got to be rock star, <clears throat> didn't have a fucking six pack or anything like that. Meatloaf was such a talented man. And my first interaction with Meatloaf was was Rocky Horror Picture Show. When he was playing Eddie and he <laughs> he, he fucking 
knock my socks off when it came to uh, what happened to Saturday night. I even used that song as an audition song uh, when I tried out for a play before, like, cause you gotta have a song to, to sing. He's in my, he's in my vocal range and I definitely love the energy of that. And I love the energy of meatloaf all to, all together. He sorely passed away at the age of 74. Um, and finally, we said that I was going to talk about a, a moonlight actor, um, sorry, moon Knight actor with a tragic, Tragic um, news. French actor. Sorry, yeah, sorry. French actor Gaspard Uelli, he passed away tragically in a skiing accident um, in the Alps this month as well. Um, he was set to appear in Moon Knight as Anton Margot or Midnight Man. He was also known for his films, including Saint Laurent and playing a young Hannibal Lecter in Hannibal Rising. Um, these people were all taken very too soon, especially Gaspard. He was, he died at the age of 37. That's literally like four years older than me. It's crazy. Um, it's very sad. Like, but again, these people have created a legacy and left their mark on the world and definitely will never be forgotten. I want to thank everybody who... Um, basically, like I said, celebrate these people, especially like I said, the ones that I really looked up to, like Meatloaf and Andre. Like these people definitely deserve the deserve the flowers that they got while they were alive, and they definitely will be given flowers in their passing. <sighs> All right. Um, I believe that is it for the docket. I don't think I have anything else um talk about. So yeah, so I'm gonna go ahead and kick it into a musical break. Um. <laughs> Hope you guys are ready for some new music. I got some new dope stuff on the way for you guys. So, yeah, if you go ahead and um, check the description below, you'll see the band Sage the Band, I believe it is called. Yeah, Sage the Band, and this is Burgundy Red featuring Langston Bristol. All right, so I'll kick it back here with you guys when we get back, and we'll be talking about how the cookout is closed. Whew. See y'all when we get back. Would I ever hear your footsteps again? Would you ever crawl up in this bed? Thinking about the time blood burgundy red. Shot high so high without a thought in your head Did you ever find what you lost that night? Cause it seemed alright, yeah you were so fine without it Cause I can't see why you would ever think I was guy And be the guy that turns a blind eye when we fall Reaching out of my sight I could never be that white knight Who's there for you waiting for all Your call Hey, who this calling on my phone? Ring, ring, ring. 
late at night, I got work in the morning. Ring, ring, ring. I check my screen and then what do you know? I see a name, pick up and then I'm on the phone for too damn long. She got the magic touch, I got the magic wand. Soon as she grab it, man, you know what happens. She said, I'm a bad bitch if I do say so myself. Now grab a cup, nigga. I ain't drinking this do say by myself. Take a sip with me. And then she lit a blunt and said, Take a hit with me. Boy, get lit with me. She got curves like U turns and her ass fat enough to make her head do a few turns. She out of this world, living on Pluto. You know how we do. We too cold, need to wear two coats when you around us. She told me take a pick of peace sign, is what she threw up. Her style so sick, she caught the flu and then she threw up. Now we can turn the music up high, and we can turn the lights way down low, babe. I can tell you're feeling my vibe, you can tell I'm feeling yours. Why don't you come and hop in my ride, we can go cruising real slow, babe. I wanna ride with you, take a ride with you, baby, and slip and slide in your all night. guys again for joining me back here on Bobo's block of course as i told you that was the band sage and that was their song featuring langston bristol and that was burgundy red of course you guys could go ahead and definitely find the link to that down below in the description um <laughs> moment of moment of actual like vulnerability here for the last two episodes everything has been going wrong if it can go wrong it has if it will break it will the video hasn't been recording even if i record video it doesn't process like i just oh, it's a lot i just need to do a revamp of this entire setup get get everything i need in order and feel just right okay but we'll get into that another day probably getting that to a kick in an episode definitely be on the lookout for that so you are probably wondering why this episode is called the cookout is closed. Right? Right. I know, I know I, I would be because Baba, what cookout are you talking about? It's the middle of January. Brace yourselves. So we got news to talk about. This is something I want to definitely save for nergasm because this has been a, a bit of a one coming. This is a long one coming. I, I've talked about her in the past a couple of times, talked about her egregious cultural appropriation, and yet she is still America's Asian sweetheart right now. I am talking about Aquafina, and she has taken, a <laughs> she has taken the black scent gag and meme to a new level. Um, this is even this isn't even on her, but she she is definitely if she wins, I, I'm gonna be outraged. Um, the N NAACP Image Award nominee list has been released for 2022. Shout out to a lot of people who are on it. I definitely have been supporting and voting for people that I do love that are on that list, such as Kev on stage, Brian Tyree. Um, sorry, <coughs> yeah, Brian Tyree. Oh my god, they went back. I, I can't never remember. Paperboy. It's Paperboy. And also 
Pathos from Eternals. Shout outs to my dog. I am definitely, definitely taken aback by what we have gotten this year. So, Brian, Ty- Brian Tyree Henry, by the way. Um, this year's NAACP Image Award nominees have had a slight swerve or, or twist. It's a twist to it. Um, Aquafina has been nominated by by the the committee for NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Voice Actor in a Motion Picture. I'm gonna say that again. Aquafina has been nominated for an NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Character Voiceover Performance in a Motion Picture. The fuck? <laughs> if you guys know, of course, the tale of Aquafina, she has been in our black Twitter trending um, for numerous occasions, but mostly is because her original portrayal of her her personality, we would say, has been very controversial. Um, she has done the show, of course, Nora, Nora from Queens. That was her show, and she was um, very prevalent in a lot of different venues, such as hip-hop as well. And she would use her Queens or New York black scent to kind of, like I said, portray her role as the, the cool, hip um, urban friend, uh, and we we've called her out on many times about that shit, and she's really never given an explanation of how she was very indoctrinated using this black scent. But now that she's getting more and more prevalent roles, such as Crazy Rich Asians, Shang Chi, the one that she was dominated for now, Ryan the Last Dragon, um, she has lost that that New York swag twang black scent that she is so prevalently used in the beginning of her career. Um, it hurts because, like I said, this is the NAACP. This is the National Association for Advancement of Colored People. And it has been a starch advocate for the, the representation of black, um, black people in general. But it does say colored people in here. And, she is technically a colored person, yes, but that is not what we should be accepting in this day and age. Um, because we we've we've done these these talks about how people love to use the black experience, but never want to either give back or not even give back. Or never want to acknowledge the tribulations and plight that that plague black. And, and African, even sometimes, cre- like creatives, actors, actresses, people in general. There's just a thing that <laughs> I'm trying to be very, very, ta- like, not crass about it, but in the words of Paul Mooney, everybody wants to be a nigga until it's time to be a nigga. Like, you see it through TikTok, you see it through. Social media in general, people use and and prevent like 
like they champion all of these things that were brought up in black and African-American culture, because again, African culture and African-American culture are two totally different things. We're not even going to get on the diaspora wars, but we're going to talk about how people love to be in our culture, but never really, never really give the, the culture the benefits back that they are getting. So like, it's, it's hard for me to sit here and say, "Oh yeah, she she should definitely get this award because yeah, this this is this is a, a colored person award." But we've we knew from the jump what color pe- what color person meant when you think of the NAACP. It is a it was a black founded organization. It is now a inclusive multicultural organization. Of course, yes. But sometimes the cookout has to be closed. Sometimes we can't send out everyone's invitation. Do you want to know who else she's nominated with for her award or for the award that she's up for that you can vote on now on the NAACP imageawards.net website? She is um, nominated with Letitia Wright for Sing 2, Brian Tyree Henry for Vivo, Andre Brower for Spirit Untamed, and Eric Andre for Sing 2. Do you know what's different about all of these nominees on the website? Every single nominee has a a prevalent photo, a headshot of them. There's a headshot of Letitia. There's a headshot of Brian, Andre, and Eric Andre. But do you know what they use for Aquafina? They use the clip, a screenshot of Ryan the Last Dragon, where Raya is talking to the dragon in her human form, who was supposed to, again, be portrayal of an animated version of Aquafina. But if you're not even going to use the actress's face on the website, that tells me a little bit of something. NAACP, I know that this is a committee thing. This is things that people were brought up and things like that. There probably could even be a couple of people who aren't black as well nominated in many of these categories. You have outstanding podcasts, you have outstanding um, social media influencers, you have outstanding gospel singers and recording artists, new artists, you have outstanding actress in drama series, comedies, television and streaming. There are probably black people and non-black people who are in this, but they are colored people. But it's not even really about being non-black and being nominated for a NAACP award. It's about Aquafina being nominated for NAACP awards. So, of course, I'm not the only one who feels this way or so. Um, this actually stemmed from an Atlanta Black Star article. So they said Asian American actress Aquafina has made headlines last year at the critics blasted the Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings actress for having a history of appropriating black culture and using a black scent, but being vocal about her refu- her refusal of an Asian accent while on screen. And the Marvel star is now facing backlash again, of course, being nominated for this award. Um, they took the Twitter and they, 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 <laughs> and a lot of these tweets sum up a few feelings I have. So out of all of the awards, I would think the NAACP image awards would be the last one to nominate someone like Aquafina who thinks it's okay to make a minstrel out of black people for, for a living. Yikes. That was from at MJ finesse lover from straw hat Yoshi NAACP and Aquafina should not be in the same sentence. 
from BLK Buddha or Black Buddha. Yes, she is a colored person, but the NAACP really is just going to ignore Aquafina's use of a black scent for jokes in a menstrual-like fashion. She's yet to explain why she used it and why she suddenly has stopped when now all of a sudden she only gets these bigger roles. That was, again, from Black Buddha. Um, again, a lot of people... A lot of people say like these these nominees need to be vetted. Like these, these like there's something that about this process is again <sighs> Again, Aquafina has also yet to respond to the backlash over her recent nomination, nor she thoroughly explained, like I said, her actions in the past. During an interview via Reuters Showbiz, she has said she was open to the conversation. I think, you know, it's really something that is a little bit multifaceted and layered. So, yeah, that was my best Aquafina impression. But um, I, I've i put aside a lot of things about, like I said, I watched Shang-Chi in the, in the Legend of the Ten Rings. And I actually wasn't, surprisingly, wasn't offended by Aquafina. They actually made use of her character. They they did. She, she actually portrayed a very aloof best friend very well. But, again, like, that still doesn't forgive the past. That doesn't give you, like, like. And, again, I've watched Raya and the Last Dragon. Like, there, there's no way that I can avoid Aquafina. She's in kind of a little bit of everything nowadays. She's their favorite right now. She is the golden child that they just see, like, oh, this will make them laugh. Like, she is getting her back. That's fine. But, again, there are things that we just have to talk about. There are, there are things that we just have to talk about. I understand that being a part of black culture, there is, <coughs> there are things that we're going to have to eat at times. And the, the fact that like I said, there's always that time, that point in our life that we knew the thing that people are loving, they're doing right now. We were ridiculed and chastised for said thing we were we were talked about called ghetto called classless called called any name under the sun that they could think of but now for some reason when it's put on by someone who's not of our hue or someone who's not of our culture it's fine it's pop it's popular it's pop culture now it's just it's in the ethos you guys don't you can't gatekeep and control these things but that's what happens to whenever we try to do anything else outside if we were if we were the the ones who like i like like so many who were always tall told that you talk white or you you are you're always so 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 acting like somebody else or you're trying to be something that you're not just because you like other things that are not within the black scope of what their guys thinks you should should be in. And it's crazy because again, when it comes to putting on our culture to get a quick buck, a lot of people do it. It's been done since the days of the birth of rock and roll. Even before that, there are ways that people wear the black experience and have the luxury to just take it off whenever you need to i.e. Miley Cyrus, um, <laughs> that Macklemore, Bubba Sparks. Uh, like, there's a lot of people that I can sit here and just name them. Oh, again, Elvis Presley. 
Like there, there are a lot of examples of many of people and cultures, and there's still cultural things. Like now, there's a whole, um, like I when I first heard K-pop, I said this was K-R-N-B. But of course, it's pop. It's K-pop. But um, like there, there's a lot of things you can point to and say that hey, this was influenced, or this was literally a complete rip of black culture just put into a different skin. Like it's hard for us to keep sitting back and see, like I understand that these awards technically mean nothing, but they are symbolic of our culture. The NAACP image awards was honestly the last bastion of black awards that really meant something. Cause like, yeah, you, you have, all of these award shows put on by black networks or black um, owned proprietor organizations such like Soul Train Awards, BT Awards, things of that nature. But the, the uh, NAACP Image Awards just felt like this was the last black organization that has not been tainted by someone putting in their little bid and for their consideration that isn't a part of the like our our culture that isn't a part of our race and things like that uh, it's it's hard because again yes she's a person of color color yes she is someone who is making making money now in the business and she did a a um uh, a outstanding job as the dragon in Raya the Last Dragon but what did it take for someone to drop her name in that bucket? What did it take for someone to put that nominee in that consideration bin to go, you know what? That's it. That's the one. We're going to add her to the list of people. And again, the NWCP, as I have seen, has not said anything yet on about the nomination, or the backlash of the nomination. They, they, Definitely are not going to renege on the nomination. They've put it out there. She's still on the ballot. You can vote for her. And again, this is a voting process. So she cannot, like, she can come out on top or she could just, again, not get any votes. You never know. People, some people don't have this strong opinion that I and like said, other people on the internet have about Aquafina. Some people are like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, cool. She's, I, my baby liked that movie. So, yeah, let me vote for Aquafina. But. There has to still be a conversation had about this. There has to be at least something said that this invitation to the cookout needs to be rescinded. This invitation to the cookout needs to go under review for a little bit. It needs to pull it back and like see if we can get the get the get the right address for this because I don't need her showing up to this cookout. She can show up to any other cookout she wants, but not this one. I hate that this feels like I hate that this feels like oh only black people should be nominated for the NAACP award. I I've stated there are probably other non-black people who are in this awards nominations and things of that nature you can vote on, but I just don't think Aquafina should be one of these people. I I hate to like put a nail in the coffin or whatever for that or whatever, but again. This is just one humble nerd's opinion. Someone who really, really has tried. Valuant. I still watch this shit that they put her in. But again, I don't forget how it was. Like the the the, the blatant 
disregard for even having or starting the conversation, as she said, this for this long is a slap in the face. And I don't want to be the person who puts a vote in the ballot for someone who literally puts on my culture as a skin, as a coat or whatever she wants to call it. As her, like, I was raised in New York. Oh, my God. Like, no. Because you don't act like that. And you know you don't act like that. It sucks. But Aquafina is now able to put NCAA Image Award nominated on her resume. You can't take that away. But hopefully, hopefully, there's an asterisk by it. And there's not an NCAA Image Award winner after nominated. These things come and go. This is why I don't really put much stock into award shows and things of that nature or whatever. Because stuff like this always happens. Like, it always happens. It's hard for us to sit back and think that, like, oh, yeah, this is this is just a one-off thing. Like, no, this probably will happen again. <laughs> it's hard to think that you, I don't know, like you, you put your faith or you put your, your at least unbiased opinion into what you think an organization that will be, again, the advancement of, of, um, color people. <laughs> um, and they just, put somebody up like that like it's, i don't know it's only there's only so many ways you could i can really say about this i just don't like it that's that's in all be all i don't like it and i know that i can't stop it but i do hopefully i do hopefully pray that this gets into somebody's ear and they're like damn some random guy from florida is really upset about this shit Maybe we should listen to this discourse that's happening on the internet about what we've done. I don't think it will change, but I'm hoping that if I'm able to at least bring some light to it in a positive way, or even in just like a a way that gets us to start the discussion about how do we really feel about Aquafina at this point? Like I I don't care until things like this happen. Like I try to give, I try to be very ambivalent about a lot of things and a lot of people like Twitter people and things of that nature. Because like, if you let that run your, your, your mind, like it's just all bad, but we can't just sit here and ignore the blatant shit that's happened with her. So yeah, I think that's all I have to say about it. And that is, gonna wrap up this show or so so let's go ahead and um get into um my my shameless plugs i haven't said that in fucking years sounds like (laughs) but yeah you guys know you can catch me anywhere that you stalk your ex on social media on facebook twitter instagram youtube um at your friendly neighborhood nerd or friendly neighborhood nerd babo um you guys can check me out and i'll be putting a lot more stuff up on social i am like if you guys didn't understand the level of frustration I've had with a lot of this 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 equipment, I'm gonna go and re up on all this stuff. And the way that you can help me re up on this stuff is by 
helping and subscribing to my Patreon. Patreon is where you do the best and most good for me. Patreon.com forward slash Bobbo. That's Patreon.com forward slash B-O-B-B-O. There again, we have multiple tiers you can help out. Like I said, we have a loyal fan base of Patreon um, subscribers. Come and join us, man. The Blockheads get exclusive content. They get all the bonus episodes. All the good stuff, man. All the good stuff is on them. Hopefully, I figure out this video's issue and get you guys back up into video content again for Bobo's Block. Um, I, I have been your friendly neighborhood nerd, and I will catch you guys next time. Peace.